Welcome to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal. We examine things like habits of entrepreneurs, emerging trends, financing, marketing, unique ideas, where to get help, even how to get started on your own. Want to tell the story of your small business? Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. That's gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. Today's stories, more and more partnerships between businesses and high schools to develop skilled workers and knowing the law if a small business employee is secretly making recordings of colleagues. Those stories after this. You don't often find the words business and friendly in the same sentence, let alone the same state, unless, of course, you're talking about Michigan. Michigan's business-friendly practices help to become a leader in industries that range from agribusiness and cybersecurity to aerospace and defense. In fact, Michigan is ranked among the top 10 states for major new and expanded facilities, which makes Michigan more than business-friendly. It makes Michigan business-smart. To learn more, visit michiganbusiness.org, because helping business grow is pure Michigan. Direct ties between big companies and local high schools are multiplying. Is this something your small business should be watching? The renewed popularity of so-called career education programs marks a shift away from the idea that all students should get a liberal arts education. Wall Street Journal reporter Michelle Hackman says schools are once more deciding it is worth intervening in the lives of students who might not have the academic prowess or the financial footing to pursue bachelor's degrees and instead equip them with skills for steady employment. Michelle, what's trending? So what's interesting is that the big trend we're seeing in education policy right now is policymakers really saying, you know, enough about the high-stakes testing, enough about teacher quality. What we really should be focusing on is making sure that we're teaching students so that they're equipped either to go to college or, you know, in many cases, a lot of students wouldn't benefit from four-year college. They'd benefit more from, you know, developing some kind of skills that they could take to a two-year college or even directly to a job. And so we're seeing a lot of programs really pop up uh, to sort of cater to that specific skill development. Give some examples. Who's doing what, Michelle? Yeah. Sure. So, and the, the other interesting thing that's really happening is that people have sort of gotten smart. They've said, we can't just train you in random skills and put you out in the world and hope that you'll get a job. You know, a lot of uh, programs that have been around for several decades did that, like cosmetology programs. Let's say you learn how to be a hairdresser. But what these schools have really done, which is, you know, a lot of people find very smart, is partner up with big-name companies. So I featured a program in Rhode Island that is closely connected to Electric Boat. That's the uh, submarine manufacturer. There are other programs around the country connected to Tesla or to Volkswagen and uh, companies sort of all across the spectrum. And those companies come in and they say, here's a curriculum, you know, here are the skills that we would need to hire a worker. If you can train your students up to those skills, then we can take your students. And as you point out in the story, like partnering with high schools is great because it's uh, they can train these kids for free, unlike if they had to employ them first, right, then train them. Right. So it's free on both ends, if you can imagine. You know, but the companies are getting a great deal because they're going to high schools and they're saying, produce workers for us. You know, they really are facing these worker shortages sort of all across the board um, in the types of jobs that require pretty specific skills like welding, but don't necessarily require a bachelor's degree. Um, And on the other hand, it works really well for students because, you know, you go to college, you have a lot, you have a big tuition, you take on debt, Um, high school, obviously, public and free. Mm -hmm. 
I'm speaking with Wall Street Journal education policy reporter Michelle Hackman. She's written a piece entitled Vocational Training is Back as Firms Pair with High Schools to Groom Workers. I thought it was interesting, too, because I think part of the story is you just don't know as a high schooler what might interest you. And you feature a kid, I, I think, right. who basically said he, he had no idea he would like welding. And all of a sudden, he saw that blue flame coming out of the torch. And he's like, I could do this, right? <laughs> basically. Yeah, yeah. And I think it appealed to him because it was, you know, something hands-on. He said to me, I really, I don't feel like I'm a good student. I couldn't focus in class. I was always fidgety. And this sort of gives me an outlet. And I really love it. You know, he, he kind of felt like it was artwork to him. And he's like making a sixteen fifty an hour or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, with benefits. So how many kids, say, in a particular school might opt to be with a specific company's training? That's a really good question, and there aren't really great numbers on this phenomenon yet. We've seen um, nationally the number of students enrolling in some kind of vocational program um, increase by about 22% over the last decade. Um, Now, that could mean students just doing some kind of concentration that takes up half of their day, or it could be something more intense. You know, where they're really training for a job, they get an internship, that kind of thing. What happens, though, when the economy slows and there's not the desperate search for workers by companies that there is right now? Well, that's one of the many concerns with sort of moving to a model like this. And I think Electric Boat actually presents a very good example. Um, The school I went to had a similar program in the 1990s, but they were forced to shut it down when Electric Boat, I think, lost a federal contract, laid off a bunch of workers, and sort of the, the students didn't really ha- the school didn't really have anywhere to send its students that it was training anymore, so it had to shut down its program. Thanks, Michelle. Wall Street Journal reporter Michelle Hackman. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to GEICO. All it takes is 15 minutes to find out if you could save 15% or more on car insurance. And GEICO offers coverage for more than just car insurance. Got a motorcycle? GEICO's got you covered. Got an RV? Covered. Got a boat? Covered. How about homeowners or renters insurance? You bet GEICO's got you covered. And there's so much more GEICO could help with. Plus, don't forget the discounts. Go to Geico.com today and see how much you could save. That's Geico.com. Before she was fired from the White House last December, former West Wing aide and reality TV star Omarosa Manigault Newman secretly recorded conversations she had with President Trump and his chief of staff, John Kelly. She's been criticized by interviewers for the breach of protocol. What are the legalities here? MarketWatch says laws regarding recording conversations fall into two categories, one-party consent and two-party consent. One party means that only one person in the conversation needs to know that a recording is being made for it to be legal. That's the standard in 38 states and at the federal level. For 11 states, though, two-party consent requires the person making the recording to get approval from everyone engaged. Even in one-party consent states, though, the law will not protect workers from being terminated, especially if you're an at-will employee. For instance, an employer could argue that the worker demonstrated a lack of respect for choosing to tape someone without permission. Reminder, by the way, the Small Business Report is found on our website, which is This Morning with GordonDeal.com. That's also where you can catch our daily news program called This Morning, America's First News. Again, if you'd like to share your small business story, I'd like to hear it. Send me an email at gdeal at compassmedianetworks.com. 
www.smallbusinessreport.com. Thanks for listening to the Small Business Report. I'm Gordon Deal.